0: Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. Thank you for joining us. We're going to dive right in here to Who is Jesus? Part 2. Um, on the first uh, the first part, if you missed it, I'll do a recap. You should go back and listen if you haven't, but I did a recap on Jesus, uh, John 14.6. Jesus is the way, Jesus is the truth, and Jesus is the life. How Jesus is the only way to the Father. That has to be clear to you and also clear why. I kind of went through... Um, briefly why Jesus can be the only way to God. Because if you look, if you go back to the fall at what happened, it wasn't an issue of, all right, God has just chosen to give us many ways to Him. It was what was taken, right? Adam and Eve had access to God. There was communion, there was fellowship between them. But because they fell, they handed over their dominion, it says in um, Genesis. They were given dominion. They handed that over to Satan. And so, the connection there with God is broken. Sin separated them. So, it's really a sin issue. So, to qualify to be able to defeat sin, you had to not be in sin, right? Um, so, someone who uh, for someone on death row to be pardoned, if someone was going to take their place, someone else on death row couldn't take their place, right? So I couldn't come and say, I'm giving my life. Like, hey, you're already sentenced to death, right? You can't give your life for some for this person on death row. And so Jesus without sin had to come. So when you look at people who have claimed to be you know this is just another way to god and and the world religions it wasn't possible because if we can look and see the con- the conscience of man is really one of the great testimonies to the reality of god hey if if you it doesn't matter where you come from people know in their hearts rape is wrong right people know in their hearts stealing is wrong like we just know we don't have to be taught anything people just know hey certain things are good and certain things are bad and so that conscience lets us know hey sin is real sins a I did this and I felt bad without any you know you don't have to have a certain religious upbringing to know that things are bad there's a the bible says that God has placed a law in man's heart so it's a natural thing to have a conscience so that lets us know hey if sin is wrong that then we know that there's a moral law, right? And so I'm not going to break it, break all this down. But because of that, then we know that there's if sin is real, there need to be a price to pay for sin. Muhammad paid for nobody's sin. He he conquered. He was a warlord, right? And so there's many ways to God. Jesus is the only way. He's the only one who. Was able to pay the price by taking on a human human body, coming and dying on the cross, and then he went down into hell and took the keys of death, hell, and the grave. And so it it uh, it it isn't an option of God. Oh, why did God choose to only give us one way? I mean, you can't have more than one way, right? You can't. It's just the only option. So thank God we have a way. So he's the way, the truth, and life. I talked about Jesus being the only, sorry, the perfect human um, uh, like us after the new birth. So I want to kind of pick back up right there, um, us after the new birth. You know, the picture of Jesus, the Bible talks about Jesus. being born of the Holy Spirit, that that uh, Mary was found with child of the Holy Ghost. So Jesus was born of the Spirit, and and that same terminology of Jesus being born into this world of the Holy Ghost. Right? Mary wasn't with Joseph. Joseph didn't get Mary pregnant with Jesus. It was the Holy Ghost. And so for us, when we're born again, Jesus on the um, was walking with his disciples blew on them and said, Receive ye the Holy Ghost after the resurrection. And that was the moment when they were born of the Spirit. So, uh, uh, when you get born again, you're born of the Spirit. John 1, uh, John chapter 1, let me uh, jump over there. John 1 verse... um, Uh, It's 13. It says, "...but to as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them which believe on his name, which were born, not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God." The new birth means to be born of God. Christianity is not a religion. It's an exchange of the life of God. There's a book that I read written in like the 16 or 1700s called The Life of God in the Soul of Man by a guy named Henry School. And it changed my life. It was a short book, but so, so powerful. That's what Christianity is, the life of God in the, in the soul or the spirit of man, right? And so, we're born of God. So, Jesus The reason he's our perfect example, and it's really people look at it and they just make excuses. Well, the reason I got a temper, I ain't Jesus. But God's plan for you is to be just like Jesus. The Bible says that we're to be conformed into the image of his son. So God's plan is that before we get to heaven... Not once we're in our new bodies, but before we get to heaven, we look like Jesus did and we do the works of Jesus. So then it's a, if God's plan for that, I said this in healing school um, uh, early on, but I said uh, a couple days ago, I said, if God, if God commands you to do it, if God instructs you or if God plans for something, he gives you the grace to get it done. So hear me on this. If you've been called to the ministry, the grace that you need. go into the ministry has already been provided for you. If you've been called to business, if you've been called to whatever, you've been called to serve God. There's a grace available to you to serve God where it's not difficult. Serving God is not difficult. Serving the devil is difficult. And so there's a grace. And so when God called you, God's called you. Yes, it's a process we walk out, but God's called you to look like Jesus and walk like Jesus. The next thing that Jesus is to us is he is our uh, righteousness. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, in verse 30, it says, uh, And because of him you are in Christ Jesus, who became to us from God righteousness and sanctification and redemption. One of the, uh, really the, the main fa- uh, foundations, or really the main pillars of our Christianity is understanding who we are in Christ. We talk about that quite a bit on this podcast, but the thing that makes it so clear I believe is that you understand that you're not you're not um, righteous on your own. It's not your righteousness. It's that Jesus was made righteous for us. That when we came to Jesus, that we were made righteous by Him. And so Paul actually talks about this. I'm going to go there, uh, but in Philippians. Um, and, we're, and people know the verse, but when he says, you know, I, I, I lay every side, uh, I, I lay things, uh, uh, indeed, I count everything as lost because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. And it says here in verse nine, and be found in him, this is Philippians 3.9, and be found in him not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but that which comes through faith in Christ, the righteousness from God that depends on faith. So, whose righteousness is it? It's not my righteousness. It's God's righteousness given to me. So, people have this thing of like, Uh, oh, yeah, I'm like, I'm more righteous than I used to be because I'm doing better things. You know, righteousness is not a scale. It's not a, righteousness, the word, first of all, means right standing with God. And so, because of human relationships, people have this idea that like, all right, I know if I'm you know, I have a girlfriend or a boyfriend or a spouse or a family member. I know if I do things well, they'll be happy with me, and I'll be in their good graces. My mom told me the story uh, about her mom, who um, was just raised a certain way, I guess. And and her, my mom's mom, so my grandma would treat my mom where if my mom made a mistake, uh, my her mom would just go quiet on her and wouldn't talk to her, would ignore her, would walk around the house and pretend like she wasn't there for days at a time. And then after a few days when she felt like she had uh, paid the penalty for what she had done wrong, you know, she would come back and give her a hug. And that's how many people are. You know, you may have been raised in a home where the moment you did something that your parents didn't like, you know, there was yelling and shouting. And some people, it was just silence. And I don't know which one's worse, to be honest. Like, almost like, hey, yell at me so I can... I can feel like we're evening things out rather than two days of silence. Some people go, if you're one of the people that goes silent on other people when they do something bad, you need to repent. Ask God to help you. That's not, that's not, that's not controlling your temper. Now, if you have a temper, control it, go quiet. But if you just, Hey, I'm not talking to them for a week until I'm over it. Like God doesn't do that. When you make a mistake, You say, Father, I'm sorry. He doesn't see a past of mistakes. He sees the personal righteousness of Jesus Christ. I use this example in healing school, but I brought someone up and I said, when you got born again, you stepped out of being a child of the devil a child of wrath and you became a child of God and what Jesus actually did is he gave you his righteousness so it's not like an 80% righteous it's Jesus righteous righteousness and so he took off his own robe of righteousness and put it on your shoulders and so when you come into the presence of God What does God see? He sees Jesus' righteousness. That's the awesome thing. That's why we can actually come boldly towards God is because it's, our righteousness will never be enough. We're dealing with, hey, I'm dealing with uh, sins. I'm dealing with human nature that's fallen, right? I'm dealing with this. But when I get born again, my nature changes and I'm given the nature of Jesus Christ. So who is Jesus? He's my righteousness. Second Corinthians 521 says, um, uh, Says here now him now he for he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us that we might become the righteousness of God in Christ. So the the righteousness is of God given to us. How about that? Hey, I love you so much. I want you to come into my presence that I'm gonna even give you the 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 righteousness you need to be able to come boldly. I can't have you come in any other way because whatever you bring to me is gonna be as dirty rags. But if I can give you my son's righteousness, then you can come boldly to the throne of grace. So he is our righteousness. Number two, he is our great high priest. Hebrews 4.14 says, Since then we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus the son of God, let us hold fast our confession. You know, in, in, when Jesus was hanging on the cross, he said these words, he said, it is finished. The, uh, in the language that he was speaking. And that, that term, that phrase, it is finished was actually, um, uh, in Aramaic, it, it was actually used for a payment of a debt. So if someone owed a debt, on their piece of paper, they would like, let's just say the amount was whatever it was, a thousand whatever's uh, in their currency, and they would pay it down, 700, 400, 150. And when they paid it off, they wrote on it, um, it is finished. That Those words in Aramaic were words for paid in full. Jesus Christ became sin so that he could put the sins of the world in his body and um, And then when he died and he gave up the ghost and he said, it is finished, he was saying that the price for man's salvation is paid in full. And so that makes him the great high priest. Now, what does he do now? He finished his work on earth. I'm going to say something that might shock you. Jesus is done working on planet earth until he comes back and there's a millennial reign. He's done working. Oh, Jesus, I just need you to come down and do this. Lord, I'm just waiting for the Lord to do this. No, now it's a thing of accessing what God has for us. You're not waiting for God to heal you. You're accessing his healing power that was made available 2000 years ago. God isn't saying, wait, God isn't saying your healing's coming next year. God's saying, believe it and receive it. And so Jesus' work was done, but then what happened? He went up into heaven, he sat down at the right hand of God, and now he ever lives to make intercession for us. So why are we able to approach God with such freedom? Is because when God, uh, when God looks at us, when we say, Lord Jesus, uh, be my Lord and Savior, and we get born again. We're of the same nature as Jesus. So when God sees us, he's actually seeing the personal righteousness of Jesus Christ. He's looking and he actually sees the mercy seat where the blood of Jesus is sitting. And I want you to hear this verse because people feel like, you know, condemnation comes in, but people feel like, oh, I sinned, so I find it hard to pray. Man, I really want to break free from the sin because it's difficult. You know, you need to break free. The Lord will give you power to break free. But the Bible says there's no condemnation. There's therefore now. No, everyone say no condemnation. It's not that it's it's taken away. It's that it doesn't even exist. In Christ, there's no such thing as condemnation to those who are in Christ who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. As you choose to go after the things of God, it says here, Hebrews 4.15, For we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but one who in every respect has been tempted as we are yet without sin. The, Bible, the King James says he knows the feeling of... Of our infirmities. He knows exactly what you're going through. And here's verse 16. Let us then, with confidence, draw near to the throne of grace that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Uh, the King James says come boldly to the throne of grace man think about that think about boldness what is it saying that we can receive at the throne of grace there's two things that says we can receive there number one is mercy and number two is grace let me break these down real quick so you can understand this will help your life how many people have like felt that way man I've, I've sinned and then I feel like I can't even pray I can't even approach God I just repent and and then I end up in this condemnation and it takes me 48 hours before I get free and I'm like listening to worship music trying to get get myself back into the present. It's like this thing that comes. But what do we receive at the throne of grace? It says that when we approach it, approach it boldly to receive two things, mercy and grace. Mercy is for sins. Mercy is when we make a mistake. Lord, I made a terrible financial decision. Please have mercy on me. Help me. Lord, I sinned. Please have mercy. Mercy is for God to overlook what we did or forgive us for there not to be judgment on what we did. It's mercy, It's mercy for someone to not pay a debt, deserve to get thrown in jail for not paying a debt, and then the person to forgive them, like that that ruler who forgave them, right? And said, hey, you owed me this, the guy begged, and he said, okay, I'm willing to show mercy, right? So that's mercy. It's for mistakes. People make mistakes and then they come to God timidly. Lord, I'm so sorry. I'm just a worm. No, because God's looking at you and yes, you made a mistake, but it doesn't change who you are. Because you sinned doesn't make you not a Christian, doesn't make you not still wearing the personal righteousness of Jesus Christ. This is one of the greatest revelations you can get. You are righteous. Even if you sin today, you are still righteous. Righteousness is not a, a percentage. I'm not, not, oh, you know, I was seventy-five percent righteous for a while. I was working on eighty percent, but now I'm like forty percent because I've just been slipping up. No, you're either righteous or you're not. So you're either then willing to say, "All right, I'm unrighteous," which makes you a child of the devil and makes you someone who doesn't believe in Jesus Christ. Now you can say, "Hey, I'm a Christian. I'm the righteousness of God, and I'm lear- I'm I'm learning to walk it out." Right? You're you're growing in the things of God, but understanding that when you believed in Jesus Christ and you confessed and made him the Lord of your life, you became the righteousness of God in Christ, able to come to God boldly and say, God, God, I'm making mistakes I don't want to make. Please have mercy on me. Forgive me for what I did, but God, give me grace to help me. Lord, this is my time of need. I'm struggling with this thing. I'm struggling with my addiction. What is God seeing when he's, hearing, when he's listening to this prayer? He's seeing the personal righteousness of Jesus. Christ. So he's saying, come boldly, come stand in my presence boldly and know who you are. You know who's sitting next to me? God, the father saying Jesus Christ, who's living to make intercession. Jesus doesn't start praying, stop praying for you when you sin. It's us who the devil tries to convince that we're far away from God. You are not far away from God. He, you, he holds you in his hand. Be quick to repent and cry. God grace me to not walk like this anymore. Lord, don't let it be five days, like the way my parents treated me, that I think that your love is like distant now that, oh, I can't possibly come into the presence of God. That's when you need it the most. Man, when I've sinned, when I need to be forgiven, that's when he says, son, don't worry. Daughter, don't worry. Come back. I got arms wide open. Look, if you just keep your eyes on me, Lord, if you keep your eyes on me, son, I'll help you break free from that. I'm going to give you the grace. I'm going to give you the power. I'm going to give you strategies. Man, the moment you repent, the Lord starts speaking with you. Hey, change this. Stop hanging out with those people. Stop going out at that time of night. You know, put put these, you go to bed earlier. There's like tactics. There's the strategies that God will give you. It's not time to back off when you feel like when you've sinned. It's time to, that's what the throne of grace is for. Do you need mercy? Come boldly. Do you need grace? Come boldly. Know who you are and be quick to repent. Lord, if you're listening and you say, Lord, I need to repent. There's things in my life. Cry out to God. You'd... Cry out to God right where you are. He's waiting to hear from you. Lord, forgive me. Wash me in the blood of Jesus. Lord, grace me to resist sin. Lord, help me, to be a, help me to be the Christian you've called me to be. Jesus Christ is our great high priest, and he's our righteousness. When you're not standing before God with your righteousness and what you did right, you're standing before him wearing the righteousness of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Father, thank you so much. Thanks for everyone listening. We love you. We'll see you on the next podcast.